0: This is the Jamal Show. Down
1: in! Jamal Siwa. Jamal. Jamal Siwa.
0: Jamal, Jamal.
2: This is the Jamal Show. <laughs> this is the Jamal Show. Jamal
1: C. Jamal. I had a couple of interesting Jamal. things happen this week, and what I'm kind of hoping is. I have some work on my teeth done And I have this temporary tooth in my mouth And I'm kind of hoping it doesn't like fly out In the middle of the show My lord, so much has been happening this week The election day Is just a couple of days away Trump is performing his best stand-up comedy His very best stand-up comedy For the masses From the White House Adult Daycare Center There's no new stimulus So if you are a working class citizen In America There's no soup for you there's no soup for you, and the stock market seems to be following the mood swings of the president, and that's not a real model for stability at all. There are a lot of reasons to be on edge in America today, but I'm still very glad to be alive, and I hope you are too, because as, as live human beings, we can all work this out, and I'm even more happy that you are here with me for the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent, and also the place to celebrate life. Even though so much has been happening in this world around us, that gives us reason to be frustrated. Now, before I get into anything, I need to start by saying happy birthday to my mama. Bless her soul. She would have been 68 this morning, and as it turns out, she didn't make it to be here with us Today, She left to go on her journey in 2014, but she is still loved and remembered for her sacrifices. For me, quite frankly, a talk show like this one is only possible from a person whose parents made them feel free in childhood. So I give her my love today as my mother. I also give my mother lots of credit for my upbringing because my mother gave birth to me when she was just 16 years old. At a time when single teenage mothers were rare and extremely embarrassing. So, my mother wasn't at all ready. My mother wasn't ready to have a child like me at 16 years old. But she was prepared to have a child like me at 16 years old. And that's why she succeeded. Preparedness is today's theme on the Jamal Show today. I aim to bring you stories of preparedness today. Now, it goes without saying that my mom is not the only one Who has recently crossed over? Oh, no, not by far. It seems to be the rage these days. In fact, I learned a new term this past week that I'd really like to share with you today. The term is excess mortality. Excess mortality. Excess mortality is the difference between the expected number of deaths in a population in a given year and the observed number of deaths in a population in a given year. Now to clarify, I've learned that on average about 2 million people die every year in America. That's on average. That's from murder, getting hit by buses, eating poison, car accidents, cheating on your crazy girlfriend, slipping on soap in the bathtub, everything. About 2 million people die every year from basically everything. Why is this relevant? Why is your mom bringing this up? Well, I'll tell you. This is relevant because it just so happens, it just so happens that the body count for COVID-19 from January to October of this year is just over 200,000 people. But experts at the CDC are saying that that's probably an undercount. That's probably an undercount. They say this because there's an excess mortality, there's that word again, there's an excess mortality In this same period of about 300,000 Americans. So that implies. That tells us. That 300,000 more Americans. Appear to be dead this year. Than at this time last year. That means that either directly. Or indirectly. COVID-19 could be responsible. For the demise of over a quarter of a million people. Within just one year. And the year it is even. It's not even finished yet. Now comedian Trump has this new bit where he tells his audience members that we are rounding the corner with the COVID virus. That's his new bit. That's his new comedy bit. Trump puts on this, this orange clown mask, or maybe that's his real skin. I don't know. And he tells the audience that this COVID thing is almost over. But the truth is, the truth is that as of right now, COVID-19 is the third, third leading cause of death in America. Right after heart disease and cancer. Unlike heart disease and cancer, COVID doesn't give its victims any time to prepare to die. So to me, dying of COVID-19 is not really like dying of any other illness. To me, dying of COVID-19 is really like being murdered. Because it doesn't give anybody any time to prepare. Preparedness is today's theme, and I will continue to come back to it. Now, The difference between dying of an illness and being murdered is really just time, right? The man who walks down the street with an incurable cancer, he knows that death may just be around the corner. He is able to prepare for the end of his life. But the man who was murdered last night had no idea. He had no idea that death was around the corner. He was unprepared. He most likely wasn't ready. Preparedness is the theme of today's broadcast, my friends. And when I think of preparedness, I always think of murder victims. I know that seems macabre. But here's the fact. Nobody is more surprised by an unexpected event than the person who was killed by that event. If you're killed by an event, chances are you didn't expect it. When they got up that morning, they had no idea that their best friend would kill them. They would never have guessed it. Or it came as a complete surprise to them that a million-dollar life insurance policy could possibly be a bad idea. Most women are killed by men they know. That's the truth. But I bet none of them think that it's possible that it would happen to them. They thought that it only happened to other people. That's the essence of not being prepared, always assuming that you are the one who's safe. As it turns out, you and your family not being given time to prepare for your own death, that's probably the worst thing about being murdered. Now, when I say preparedness, I don't mean preparation. Preparation means that you're in anticipation of an event. You expect an event to occur, and you wish to be prepared for it. That's not what I'm talking about. To be clear, I'm talking about being prepared for that which you do not expect, or being prepared for nothing at all, which is different from being ready. When I say preparedness, I don't mean readiness, When I was a kid growing up in Harlem, we used to have this saying. When somebody asked us if we were ready, I would say, of course I'm ready. I'm always ready. Sometimes they called me Ready Freddy. Now, that was a kind of joke that we would repeat to each other in order to show off our manhood. But as a grown-up, I don't advocate being ready for anything. I don't even believe it's possible to be ready for anything. But it is possible to be prepared. It is possible to be aware that anything can happen, and that is what I mean by preparedness. For example, I would never be ready to die. I'm never going to be ready to die, but I will one day be prepared to die. And I won't be—that means I won't be surprised when it happens because it happens a lot. But I'll never be ready. That's why the theme of this broadcast is not readiness, but preparedness. The idea of preparedness. First came to me as a child while I was in the Boy Scouts. If you were ever a Boy Scout, then you know that their biggest mantra was to be prepared for anything. They were taking us little city kids out into the woods and teach us to pitch tents and and start campfires and be prepared for animals or strange noises at all times. When we ran low on tea, the Scoutmaster taught us how to be prepared to use sassafras leaves that grew in the bushes around us to make tea from scratch. Apparently, there were some other things happening when the Scoutmasters took his little kids into the woods because the Boy Scouts have now filed bankruptcy as a result of lawsuits filed against them for child sex abuse. So those children in the woods grew into adults and gave those Scoutmasters a bunch of legal actions that the Boy Scouts were unprepared for. How ironic is that? I digress. Moving on. I must say that my message to you in these days is to be prepared because anything can happen in the next few weeks. Biden could win the election. If so, you should be prepared. Trump could win re-election. If so, you should be prepared. And you can tell Trump, wants re-election, he wants it bad. Cuz he put a whole $8,000 into his campaign. $8,000. A billionaire businessman going against the poorest guy in the Senate, Joe Biden, and he puts in $8,000. So, man, you know he really needs—he means business, right? By the way, Lori Loughlin just went into jail to serve her first two months for cheating her kids into college. Is she prepared for that? Would you be? I mean business, too, so I guess it's time to stop rambling and get to business and start this show off correctly. I feel I'm the best prepared person to do so at this time. So good morning, my friends. Welcome to Saturday Morning, it is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent live and on your favorite podcasting network. My name is Jamal, I'm your listener guide from Harlem, coming straight through the Hartford, Connecticut studios of WKND, and I am not a morning person, but I got up this morning just to spend a little time with you. I remind you that the Revolution will not be televised, it will be broadcast on live radio and placed on Amazon as a very entertaining podcast. So good morning to you, Bishop. How are you doing? You look prepared today as usual. Let me remind our listeners that while we are on Facebook Live, the sound is best while using the TuneIn app for your phone. Just looking for WKND 1480 AM. That's where you'll find us because we haven't been evicted as of yet. But the night is young. If you are a deaf person, and I don't mean DEF deaf like a rapper, but a deaf person who also cannot hear, then you should go to the Jamal Show Instagram page where we have an in-house... An in-house sign language interpreter, I guarantee you that no other talk show on the planet has a sign language interpreter. Because people who are deaf usually don't listen to talk radio. So, that's a first. But I digress. Thanks to Jamal Show Volunteer, Deborah, for the American Sign Language. Now, it's been two weeks since you have heard my voice on the radio. Two weeks ago, I told you why you should vote, damn it. We had originally planned that Vote Dammit broadcast for today, but we had to move it up for all the early voting. Early voting was kind of big this year, if you didn't notice. Today, my goal is to remind us to all be prepared for anything. Now that our time for voting is coming to an end, and because anything can happen, I would not want you to be taken by surprise like some murder victim. But seriously, how am I all going to possibly pull this off? How I always do it, by scheming and planning... On how to get you all more intelligent. And it's not easy. Donald Trump is trying to spread his coronavirus to all my folks with his stupid comedy shows. I think he calls them rallies, but if you look at his audience, nobody takes them seriously. They all just laugh at him. Some people have the convenience of laughing at stand up comedian Trump and taking his money. And I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Ruli Giuliani a break by not saying his name. I'm not going to say Ruli Giuliani's name, but some people. Get to applaud Donald Trump and his comedy and take money from him. I've remained vigilant. Here's some information for free. The Jamal Show broadcasts live every two weeks on Saturdays, which is much more than enough time for Trump to make up lies about Joe Biden's only living son and still get supported by a majority of white evangelicals. See how that works? And if you haven't already, please go visit the JamalStore.com. It makes big promises and it delivers. We have new masks at the store. I'm showing them on Facebook Live. They came out absolutely beautiful. And we urge you to check them out since you will need a nice masterware wear for the next 20 years of your life while we deal with COVID. It may serve you well one day to know that I am an attorney. And if you need to be picked up from the local county jail and you have some something to trade for that, don't forget that important part, you can drop the ransom note at jamalshowradio at gmail.com. You can also contact me there if you have some business. That you'd like to do with the show. People have contacted me and I do respond. By the way, hello to the Connecticut Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, of which I am a proud member. I remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every podcast network that ever existed and that will ever exist in the future. Now, that's a lie, of course, but it's a lie that we intend to make sure that is true one day. There are a lot of great Jamar Show episodes up that go back two years, and I urge you to listen. To the one about surviving police encounters. That was very funny and informative, says I. I do say so myself. And you can hear it now on Amazon Music and Amazon Alexa. So please also remember that my views do not re- they do not represent this station. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let's just say that if I got lost one day on the way here, this station would probably just charge it to the game. They'd be like, eh, well, you know, I guess we have to do without Jamal. I do not represent them. So there it is. That's my introduction. And you won't believe I do this every two weeks. But that's my introduction. If you don't like it, you can't send it back to the place it came from. And you can't block it with a wall that Mexico ain't paying for. But if you wish to complain, and if I'm doing my job correctly, you will wish to complain. We take direct phone calls live on the air at 860-218-2173. I invite you to make us prove that theory. That we do answer phone calls. You do not need an invitation because you're all family. And with that, I don't know about you, but I'm prepared for a little break. Accompanied by some fine music selected by yours truly. How about that? How you like that? This here's song is called I Ain't Got Time for Trash. It's by a fellow named Mex Cortez. This brother is an old school hip hop head from Tanzania, Africa. I've played this before because I like it. So why don't you take this break with me and meet me on the other side of God, Mexico? Cortez, I ain't got time for trash. Hit me.
2: I got this witch Yeah. Listen, yeah, I wish every place I drop a car of flower grows With the smell of hope to empower those Rappers dreaming to be the next big thing with a lot of O's About switching for the industry, be a coward nose. You got content and you're choosing to rapping But you're still small, so no interviews gonna happen They're gonna ignore you Cause the truth for the masses is when you make it big out there They're gonna claim you faster than you can imagine yeah, music is madness We got the keys But y'all refusing to have it Got to fine girl by me And a booty, a palace Don't know if my duties are valid And I'm truly embarrassed She got goals One of them is to sooner get married Have kids so they can be proud to say The best rapper in Africa Is only my daddy While me and my brothers living the dream Just walking in Cali Yeah, uh I wish if it was like that, only if we didn't heavily cheer some light trash, so we could fight back, and put Tanzanian hip hop on the top of the charts, and that's the right path, but they want not understand you, all they ask you is can you, pull a scandal and get more followers so we can handle, getting a big crowd to you in a sponsored event, it ain't a gamble, huh. Wow, that's all it takes. No wonder everybody's doing music and the radio keeps playing them tracks with no taste. But for y'all, that's not the case. To see these fans get lost while they listen to some trash on replay. Now they can't really tell what's bad from the great. They just dance to the wave. But it's all good. While they're sleeping on me, I'ma make sure the people are gladly awake. You got dreams that ended. Yeah, you had your time, you trended. So please don't get offended. Cause I ain't got time, for got time for trash You got dreams that ended Yeah, yeah you had your time to trend it So please don't get offended Cause I ain't got time for trash trash. The new trash you put out is flattering You call it a hit, the numbers are staggering It seems like a stolen idea, why you ain't answering? Y'all mixed up rappers, need mastering Sneak up on your favorite rapper, hopefully choking Till he vocally broken, cause I'm normally open Now y'all can just walk in the actual doors That y'all was supposed to enter before the barking Now look who's talking, my schemes got the juice, too sparking It's downhill for you, mayday, do you copy? Got your YouTube flopping, now who you stopping? I'm Mecca Cortez, man <laughs> The new, new Rakim I'm internationally known When I be on the mic I think it's only right To teach lessons Rather than giving them full advice Barred with hard knocks to the face You got a school of right. Yeah, meditation gotta clear my mind Ain't nobody coming near my lines Sometimes I fear my mom won't be there To see me on the top So I gotta move while I read my time Yeah, I'm bilingual Did you know I also rap in Swahili Here you go, uh, twenty. Wasi wanini mitikasi ya mgini Nanifa mi chansi ni wini Kichwa pasi mandini Mawaki kwa chini nyuki tena wapi na fasi Myamini ipo wazi mijini uh, I give life to these bars, this a new breed Tell my you we rule, that's what the truth is Check the billboard carefully in a few years If I'm not the one changing the game, I don't know who is You got dreams that ended Yeah, you had your time to trend it So please don't get offended Cause I ain't got time for track. You, you, yeah, you, mm-hmm. so you, you got dreams that ended. Yeah, you had your time to trend yeah. it. So please don't get offended. Cause I ain't got time for track. You yeah. got dreams yeah. that ended. Yeah, you had your time to trend <striking unmotivated> So please don't get offended. Cause I ain't got time for track. You got dreams that ended. Yeah, you had your time to trend it. So please
1: don't get offended, cause I ain't got time for trash. We got time for trash. That song was I Ain't Got Time For Trash by Mix Cortez. It also speaks to how I feel generally. I love that song because it reminds me of Wu-Tang. For people younger than 30 years old, Wu-Tang Clan was a legendary rap group. Just so you know. Anyway, it's my pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent on WKND and on podcast. I am the listener assistant, the last paid guy in the house, Jamal from Harlem, the most interesting man alive, aka Ready Freddy, aka the black Mr. Rourke, aka Isaac from the Love Boat, aka Token from South Park. Thanks for hanging out with me. Today, the theme is preparedness, and I want to tell you a little story about how I never wore sandals in Harlem. Please hear me out. But but first, I want to tell you about my friends at LetUsAvail.com. Are you tired of being dependent on a job you hate? LetUsAvail.com is a website that turns you into a business. Whatever your hobby or talent may be, you can turn it into cash at LetUsAvail.com. All you have to do is sign up as a member on the site. Place a listing and let your customers find you. Whether you be a DJ, a magician, a musician, or even a public speaker like me, Let Us Avail is a proud sponsor of the Jamal Show, and they are here to let you avail. Go ahead and sign up to Let Us Avail for a free trial on me. You can put my name in the discount box, J-A-M-A-L, Jamal, and get back to me on what you think. I'm interested in your feedback, LetUsAvail.com, where you are the business. Now that I'm done paying bills, I want to talk to you about sandals. Regular sandals with the airspace for shoes. I think they're called open-toed sandals for you fancy pants out there. Sandals are worn by people who are comfortable in their surroundings, right? People who do not feel the need to be prepared for the unexpected. I know I sound paranoid, but I never wore sandals in my neighborhood until I was like in my 20s. Until I was what they call an OG in the streets. And why? Because when I was growing up and where I was growing up, literally anything could happen to you at any time. So at any time, you may have to run or you may have to fight. And if you get into a fight in your neighborhood, nobody's going to let you run upstairs to get your sneakers in order for you to be better prepared to fight, that is. I realized early on that as a black teen growing up in New York City and New York City housing projects in particular... I shouldn't really feel comfortable enough to wear sandals. And I'm not looking for pity when I say that. Save your pity, because I think it was the perfect environment to make me prepared. Preparedness is, of course, the theme of this broadcast. Excuse me, friends, but I don't deserve your pity. It's not traumatizing to use my common sense. Let's, let's go through a quick thought experiment here. Now, if a crew or a posse or a bunch of goons or whatever slang term they use today, if a bunch of guys were to chase me through Harlem, for whatever reason, and I'm wearing sandals, there's going to be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing, if you know what I mean. The neighborhood I grew up in was not the type of neighborhood where you could wear weakness on your sleeve. If you're wearing open-toed sandals, what stops an enemy from stomping on your toes? I mean, I know a lot of people that ought to do that. What stops a friend in Harlem from stomping on your toes? Sometimes the tween shall meet in Harlem, right? Here's another example. In my neighborhood, when I was growing up, it wasn't really the type of neighborhood that you should stumble home drunk through. Like, if, the, if my neighborhood's between you and the bar, your house and the bar, you wanna take a cab. Perhaps you've never been robbed before, but that doesn't mean you're immune from the experience. In all honesty, and there's some people listening from my neighborhood right now. In all honesty, our neighborhood has changed a lot. It's a lot more heavily policed. They got rid of those corny housing cops that we used to get in the fistfights with. Now they have real cops patrolling the housing projects now. The kind of cops that shoot black men by quote unquote accident. But let me give New York cops a break because they have improved a great deal since I was a teenager. I think that young people currently growing up in Lexington Projects can actually wear sandals now. They don't have to walk around being prepared for the unexpected now. That doesn't mean I envy them. Because I learned a lot about survival while living in a neighborhood where if you talk crap about somebody, they would come see you about it. I learned a lot about living in that neighborhood, about life. I often think that a lot of entitled people in this world could benefit from lessons like that. Lessons that keep you prepared In case of anything And I can teach you some of them right now Here's one Be prepared to run Everyone from everywhere in the world Is prepared to run Right right, Bishop You're prepared. If everyone in this studio runs right now You're going to run right with us You'll probably be in front of us Be prepared to run When other people run, I run If you see other people running Run with them And save all the paperwork for later on. I learned from the oracles of Harlem that when other people are running, that's usually good enough reason to run in the very same direction and at the same speed, if not faster. And that's a strange philosophy for me because I'm not one to follow people. But I don't mind looking strange. And nobody should ever be too manly to run. Run while you can. Run while you have a choice. You can be the hero... Tomorrow. Here's another one. Keep your homeboys close. In Harlem, you need to know who your homeboys are. You can't be prepared without that talent. And women, don't be offended. In Harlem, the term homeboys also applies to women. It's like actor, right? No more actresses. We're all actors now. But the point is that your friends add to your preparedness. And preparedness happens to be the theme of this broadcast. I mean, sure, I have an apartment, I have shelter, I have a place to live, and I'm prepared for my place to be burglarized, you know, if it happens, if someone breaks in. In my area, one could say that is expected. So I have renter's insurance. Insurance is preparation. But I'm also prepared for the unexpected. I have great friends that I talk about in another episode if you want to go back and listen. So if a hurricane took my apartment tomorrow, or if it went up in flames, I'm prepared to lean on one of my buddies. I keep them close because I love them, but also in case I need them or in case they need me. In fact, I, I just said this when the broadcast um, started today, my tooth just cracked three days ago. And let me tell you, nothing replaces having a best friend who is a dentist. I'm not, straight up. Shout out to Dr. Alfonso Mack, by the way. I know he's listening. Here's another big lesson. Straight out of Harlem. Never call the police unless you absolutely, positively have to. There's a lot of slow people in the audience, um, so I I probably need to repeat that. Never call the police unless you absolutely, positively have to. Mind your business until you can't anymore. Calling the police should be your last resort in life. You're probably asking me how this this has anything to do with your preparedness, but it has everything to do with your preparedness. Because every contact that every person has with law enforcement is recorded. So your theme or your name will be forever link- linked with the incident you reported. And it's something that can be part of a public record. What does it mean that it's recorded? That means that the next time you come across law enforcement conducting an investigation, that original incident you called the police for now becomes part of how law enforcement identifies you. You are now... Jamal the first guy that found that dead girl in the woods And of course you still have to report the dead girl But if there are benign situations Where you can avoid police contact Do so Do yourself a favor, do so This is why I tell clients Never get involved in domestic violence incidents Please avoid those Get out the house before the cops come If you are the domestic violence type and you get shot by a cop tomorrow, it'll be all over the news about how you beat your wife. And also, here's a bonus. If you ever call the police for anything, anything, please be prepared to be investigated yourself. To not be prepared to be investigated after calling the police, that's just naive. If you didn't know that, maybe you belong in elementary school, not the Harlem streets. I'm always amazed, I'm always amazed at all the husbands in this world who kill their wives and who are genuinely surprised that the cops think they're guilty from the get-go. That's like part of the cop rule book. Woman gets killed, look at husband or boyfriend. Almost always them. If you didn't know that, you should have spent a few years with my next-door neighbor growing up in Harlem. Here's another tip on how to be prepared in Harlem. You are always to assume that your opponent has a weapon. Every day I read the newspaper about people that don't know this. You know, they, they act big in the streets or maybe road raids. They run up on some dude that looks soft. Soft-looking dudes have guns all the time. I remember when I was a kid, there was these two um, young black guys. This is this back in the days when the New York City trains were dangerous. Like they, It was like, don't get on the trains past 8 o'clock. Just don't. Even cops would tell you, if you want to be safe, don't get on the trains past 8 o'clock. So this guy named Bernie Gets, he was a middle aged white guy looks soft as heck looks like an accountant he's sitting in the train himself two black guys approach him and they think they're gonna rough this guy up Bernie Getz has a gun Bernie Getz shoots both of them chases them through the train and shoots one of them a second time thereby paralyzing him that was a big story in here that happened like in 79 I believe these dudes really thought he didn't have a gun why? cause he's white? you can't judge a book by its cover son not, not when your life is on the line you're always to assume that your opponent has a weapon. That's what we do in Harlem. That's why you don't hear about shootings in Harlem Shootings in Harlem from other black dudes. It's always like cop style, right? Because we always assume that the other guy has a gun. Why? Because not everyone takes a beating easily. So if you get into a fight on Harlem streets and you get the best of a fellow citizen, he might not like at all that the girls are watching him lose. He might not like at all that his friends saw him get knocked out. It's based on lessons like this that I don't even bother with road rage, generally speaking. Because if a dude is crazy enough to be talking wild to me, I assume he must be carrying a bazooka. I'm like, this guy's getting courage from somewhere. So I just look at people blankly. I don't give people in a bad mood a reason to put me in the headlines. I assume everybody is armed. And in this country... You can assume that as the truth, but let me tell you, many a Negro in my shoes would still be alive today if they had only been taught this valuable lesson. Guns are everywhere, and everybody's armed. Not everybody should be armed, but that's why you got to be prepared in this country. That's what preparation—that's what preparedness is all about, my friend. Preparedness is the theme of this episode. One last way to be prepared right, right quick is to never screw anybody over. In Harlem, you know what we, say, what we call that in Harlem? We call that not playing with people's money. In any hood, everybody that grows up in that hood knows not to play with other people's money. Never screw anybody over. Never leave anybody feeling like they have a score to settle with you. Even if you don't like each other, just because you have enemies doesn't mean you have to be at war. If you have no people wishing you harm, then you may be able to enjoy your sandals from time to time. You may be able to enjoy your sandals and not have to think about running or fighting. Now with that, I think I'm going to take another break. Uh, I need a break and so do you, but I want to leave you with this thought. I want to leave you with this thought. To be prepared doesn't mean that you will survive everything, but it does mean that you will likely be the last one to die. It doesn't mean that you will never go hungry, but it will likely mean you will be the last one to starve. And as for this break, it's sponsored by a young rapper named Tommy Vendetta of Harlem. This is a new track by him. It's our first time playing it. Let me know what you think. It's called Bad One.
0: It's a bad bag, get a bad finna make a bag, 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 shit gon' keep me up, this one grease a bad, like bad, huh? It's a damn finna make a bag, don't bag, shit gon' keep me up, this one grease a bad, bag. I'm trying to give me some more Old team I here getting some dough Anytime you can hit me, you know I'm a down ass at the phone show Only rich be the life that we live Old family about to rise in this bitch Ain't no time for me to watch someone win I got grindin' and I've been locking it in People always wanna stay saying dang But it's cool. you on the way to so our own Every we bout to break every goal And you know we about to take some I Always in this game with the heat hit sounded like amazement to me I don't know what you had made with your team But we sounded like the greatest we it's see This in the bad, finna make a Shit gon' keep me up. This one booty bad. Pass, huh? It's a damn finna make it fag on blast. Shit gon' keep me up. This one booty bad. Flex harder than yeah. me. I be movin' O.C. Runnin' show low key. Gettin' praise O.D. Youngest move O.G. Next album way platinum. I don't even gotta scratch it. Know the hits stay classic. This a Michael Mary every magic. One against straight Jackson like the storm that I rode in I ain't even talking oldin'. And I'm hiding that From the place where we came from youngest really make it rain So we know that Sleeping on what we did But I know the i in the a big Since yeah. I was running in the bib I was never fun of kids Cause I was trying to get my chips more and out of changing, way less of the faking. They was turning like my pages, all day for the greatness. I got what it takes, man. No pics for the newbies, I don't cut it with the movies. No hopes, they don't do me, always being choosy. I'd rather make a movie. Quick flick for the go I don't really like jokes, no the bros gon' roll. Independent with the smoke, you can never touch the dope. I instead gon' sequel, no we not run the redo. For the people who deceive you, always trying to see you. While we focused on what we do. get a bath in the it bag. Look Shit gon' keep me up. This one book that bag might pass It's a game finna make a fag on bag. Shit gon' keep me up.
1: This one book that bad. It's my honor to welcome you back to the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. The original Jamal Show, that is, not the fake Jamal Show. Friends, let me warn you again. This is a fireside chat right here. I said this two weeks ago. There are other Jamal shows out there. I know, I know, it's a crazy world out there. These people live with no rules, no ethics, no morals. They will do anything to scrape by. There are other fake Jamal shows out there. More than one. I'm outraged too. I'm outraged too. There are a few. They are imposters. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. These fake Jamal shows are un-American. They're very un-American. And they will destroy the suburbs and replace them with low-income housing. That's right. I said low-income housing. Nothing worse in life than having that in your town. When I was a kid, we used to tease each other. We used to be like, your mama lives in low-income housing. And it was kind of weird because we all lived in low-income housing, right? But somehow I made it out. I made it out of there with a few lessons without being eaten, right? Anyway, my name is Jamal. I'm originally from Harlem, but somewhere along the line, I failed to earn the million dollars a year it takes to live there currently. So now I'm enjoying the suburban life in Connecticut a quick reminder to check out the Jamalstore.com. The Jamal Store is a special place where you can support this show with funds and we can actually give something back to you for your support. Or if you can just make a small but meaningful donation to our cause of truth and justice. Remember, we don't take Russian money, but we do need your support. And we love being able to give something back to you in return for your support. So we all win. So please stop by the Store.com. And see if there's anything you like. We appreciate all of you. I want to add that I got to speak to a fan two weeks ago, and I want to give a shout out to Cookie in North Carolina. Cookie in North Carolina, I really enjoyed speaking with you. It was great talking to you. It was a great time listening to you as well. And I have sent you a free gift from the show for the privilege of communicating with you personally. So I hope you enjoy it. I love to talk to listeners. So if any listeners who wish to contact me, they can. At JamalShowRadio at gmail.com. Now looky here, folks. There's a reason why I sing a song of preparedness today. And that's because two weeks ago, I told you to vote, damn it. Today I'm here to prepare you for what may come as the result of your vote. Because I see that many of you heeded the call. Many of you voted. Over 80 million people voted early this year. This shatters all previously known recorded voting Participation records set in America All the way back to 1908 Shatters all records All the way back to 1908 I was really proud to see voters Hitting those lines And voting early was not easy But people went to the website Iwillvote.com Still still active by the way And found out where and how to vote You can still use that website Iwillvote.com is still up It's still a great website to go to Many people had to drive for hours to find an authentic voting place. A lot of people had to stand in line for hours. Some people were threatened with cops and Proud Boys and all types of voter intimidation. Yet they still came to vote. Nothing stopped them. There are videos of people dancing in voting lines. All of the folks we thought didn't care in 2016, they came out this time. My point is that we will have to be prepared for anything that happens in the same way that those early voters were. You may not be able to wear your sandals on election day, my friends. We have to change our expectations a bit to accommodate for a president who is only interested in comedy and ratings. He's in it for the ratings. He's in it for the ratings. But we must be prepared for whatever may happen after the election. For the best, for the worst, for anything we can't predict or expect, we must not panic. Whatever happens in the next few days after this election, we should be prepared for. We should be prepared for the fact that there will surely be some unrest. Everybody forgets that just four years ago, Trump's election win, him winning the election, caused the largest protest march in American history. It was called the Women's March. Remember that? 500,000 people were in the streets. And it wasn't even planned. I think it included all the women who didn't bother to vote the day before. And I say that with with a smirk on my face, but it was true. It was true. 2016 was a lousy voting year. Not just because Trump was elected. But I remember watching the women's march with 500,000 people in the streets thinking, this clown only won by 77,000 votes. If just one-fifth of those people would have actually voted, they wouldn't have to march. I bet you all forgot about that. It's funny. Trump just asked a few countries to help him win an election, and it's easy to forget all the smaller details in history. Right? (laughs) All of a sudden... And we can't really expect a stand-up comedian to to play a real real leader here, can we? No matter how dire the situation, but we still must not panic. I myself have learned to resist panic because it always makes everything worse. That's what Trump did. He panicked when he found out about COVID-19. And he made it worse by not telling anybody about it. So I try to resist panic. It can even make dying worse. Whatever comes our way, do not panic. Same thing goes with this pandemic. We may not be preparing for the worst outcomes here, I fear. I know we've been hearing about vaccines for months now. Right around the corner, they said The vaccine is right around the corner. But I myself am preparing for the possibility that there may never be an effective vaccine. Having the vaccine doesn't mean that everyone can take it. It doesn't mean that everyone can afford it. It doesn't mean that everyone will take it. It doesn't mean that it can be reproduced effectively or distributed effectively. It doesn't mean that it's more than 50% effective. A lot of vaccines are only slightly effective. Which is even more reason why people should be abiding by mask and physical distance protocol. I've said this before. We don't need social distancing, we need physical distancing. We still need to be social. Don't socially distance from your parents and your family, call them. In the meanwhile, we need to be prepared for anything in the coming days. We aren't in a place where we can put on our sandals. Stand-up comedian Trump is capable of almost anything when people aren't laughing at his jokes. He could start a war if he loses. He could sell our secrets to a foreign country. He could pardon a million, a million. Okay, let me bring this down. He could he could pardon a thousand serial killers out of jail. He could do that, totally legal. He could part. He could pardon a foreign terrorist. I do not put anything below Donald Trump's actions in bitterness if he loses. There's a lot of talk of Donald Trump even pardoning himself for crimes before he leaves office. This is serious talk. But people like Donald Trump, and I use the word people loosely, I do, people like Donald Trump only win when they catch you by surprise. But we know who Donald Trump is. He can't catch us by surprise anymore like he did in 2016. We know who he is. If you're prepared for whatever they pull For for whatever they have up their sleeve They lose their steam People like Donald Trump And again I use the term people loosely Very loosely They feed off of your panic And they con you Don't panic Be prepared for anything Even if Trump wins Re-election For his inappropriate comedy Or if Biden wins You gotta be prepared either way And with that, my friends, my work is done here. I got to go before the station kicks me out. But I will see you in two weeks with a live new broadcast. I'm looking forward to spending some more time with you then. Happy birthday to my mom and Ty Bless in Detroit at a show. Happy birthday, Ty Bless. Peace be with you and good luck. Thanks for listening to The Jamal Show.
0: This is The Jamal Show.
2: Down in.
0: Jamal Jamal
2: see Jamal This is the Jamal show This is the Jamal show <laughs> Jamal Jamal This is the Jamal show Jamal, Jamal Sierra, Jamal. This is
1: the
0: Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal,
2: Jamal Sierra, Jamal, Jamal Sierra.
0: This is the Jamal Show.
1: This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show.